It's Rochelle and Carter with the KSBJ Morning Show. And this is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. Yeah, we you have a quiet time where you just get alone with scripture. This is the loud version of that. Um, Rochelle and I walking <laughs> through kind of what we're reading along with in the Bible yeah. or thinking about lately. And something that we had even talked a little bit about on the morning show was, are you a snob about something? And and this doesn't have to relate to anything spiritual per se, just something barbecue. Snobby. And clearly, Carter, if you listen to the show, loves barbecue. Assorted and, smoked meats, and it can be done the wrong way. And yeah, you're anyway, not a fan of the chain. I'm not a fan of the chain, and honestly, any way that's not the Southeast Texas way is the wrong way. <laughs> so anything that does not involve having like a video baby monitor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. watching over the meat while you can't, whilst you're away. That's true. That's a very good is point. Is less than. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. All right. So you're a barbecue snob. So I have been reading through, uh, as I mentioned in the earlier podcast, the Bible in a chronological way. And a lot of the books in First and Second Kings really do um, relate and connect to what is in First and Second Chronicles. And it's just... Story after story of these kings that are completely messing it up Mm. over and over again. And this is how it goes. And so and so became king and they turned away from God. And this guy became king and he turned away from God. And this guy became king and he did pretty good. And then he turned away from Uh, God. Ah, great. And I just start getting this snobby. Uh Okay. You know, guys, can't you get your act together? Yeah. And it basically all revolves around their worshiping of idols or allowing that to continue in the land of the Hebrew people. And at this point, after King David, the kingdom is divided. It's Israel and Judah, and it's just a mess. I mean, honest, to be quite frank, things happen in there that I won't even share with my children because it resembles something off of an AMC Walking Dead program. It's just uh-huh. gross, uh-huh. right? And... How could they let this happen? They know the law told them. God told them through the law, obey my commandments, stick with me. I'm going to stick with you. All will be well. And and they don't do it every time. So I get a little snobby. And then God kind of challenged me. He's like, but you have idols in your life. Mm. The moment that I am no longer in that number one position, my little girl, my my darling daughter, because he still loves me, and I'm still his kid when he's talking to me like this. You allow things in your world to take over my position because you're consumed with it, whether you're worrying or you're excited about it. It's not that I don't want you to be excited about stuff. It's just I always need to make sure that my I'm your focus because all these things will be added when I'm your focus. And that's so key because I look at just the same way, like an Old Testament, you know, they uh, a golden calf I'm like, you people are so stupid. <laughs> Just so dumb. And why a cow? I, I mean, don't know. It could go back to barbecue. But, but I will say, I you're exactly right that we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just modern day things. And it reminds me of that hip hop song, I'm going for that number one spot. That's God's going for that number one spot yeah. in, in your heart. And so, I, I mean, yeah, it's very easy to look at, especially thousands of years later, and, mm-hmm. and as we've advanced and we're so much better, but we're, it's the heart is still the same. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, and that's something else I'm challenged on, too. It's like sometimes you read a headline in the news and you think, oh, my goodness, what is this world coming to? If you've ever thought that statement, you're not alone. Certainly I've thought it. But as I read through the Old Testament, um, cruelty is nothing new mm-hmm. under the sun. Mm-hmm. 
this ugliness has existed since the beginning, since the fall of man. And it's our job to continue to uh, uh, make ourselves aware of that in our own hearts and lives and go, wait a second. I'm the same person as the as the Hebrew child back in that that time frame. Yeah. I let my mind wander, my thoughts wander, my heart wander, even though I don't want it to. And it's it's an easy slip. It's an easy temptation to fall into that place and uh, continue focused. Jesus, I want to keep my focus on you daily. Um, it, it should be our anthem, our prayer, you know. So I've been going through the Old Testament as well with uh, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, all of them, but Jacob and his sons, and then of course Joseph, Joseph the Technicolor Dreamcoat. You know the the play was based off of, and um, the forgiveness. No, 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 Joseph, oh, no. You know what they say. Oh, here, we go. here we go. Hang on now, Joseph. You'll make it someday. Listen, I know the words. It has we to be can said. tell. You we can said tell. Technicolor. It's not even the Bible. You needed me to sing that song. Yeah. Okay. I am true Lord Webber. That you usually on when we're on the air on KSBJ, I cut her off real fast because we don't have a lot of time. You let me go a little bit there. We have plenty of time. You know. Shout out to Joseph. You're doing. F- I'll stop myself. It's weird when I don't cut you off, isn't it? It's you're just like I don't know what to do with this freedom. Are you appreciating it, enjoying it? I clearly I know you're not. You're mocking me, aren't you? You're mocking me. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, just of course the story goes. He is the I guess the next to youngest technically, mm-hmm. and he gets sold into slavery by his brothers, and then you know then he gets into. Prison. Well, okay. So he he gets to the. Um, I can't remember what the guy's position was. The well, they sold him to Potiphar. And right? what was his position? Potiphar was like, I, he's a big prime minister, deal. maybe. I think he was. I can't remember governor. What, got something. But he had. He was a political guy. <laughs> so then you know, so Joseph rises up in his household, yeah. and then the you know the mistake happens with right. the, the guy's wife, where she accuses him of assault, and so then he goes to jail, and he's there for for quite a while. A long while, yeah. And then, and then I just, I had, I mean, there's so many thoughts with this story, but I, this was honestly pretty humorous, dark humorous, mm-hmm. where he runs into the two guys that were the baker yeah. and the cup uh, bearer. Right, right. He and, tasted the wine to make sure it wasn't poisoned. And so Pharaoh, Pharaoh right. had sent him to jail, and they both have dreams. And the <laughs> cup bearer says. What what did my dream mean? And Joseph interprets it and means, oh, well, here, you're going to go back and you're going to be in your position. And the baker's like, oh, cool, you interpret dreams? What's mine? And he, and I just imagine that awkward moment of Joseph having to go, oh, um, you're going to be impaled. <laughs> That's literally what it says. It's really not funny. But it's so like, but I it, can't imagine that. Could you imagine being the dream interpreter? Awkward. And then you get this good news for this guy. Yeah. And then, oh, no, I got to tell this guy this. I, and of course, it comes true, and so then uh, the cupbearer really is a good friend because uh, Joseph says, "Hey, tell tell Pharaoh about me." He forgets for two years. <laughs> awful. Appreciate you, cupbearer, and then it ends up where Pharaoh has a dream. Now Joseph's able to interpret that. Now Joseph's on top of the world, literally yeah. in charge of Egypt. Yeah, he's vice president. He he is honestly a little bit of president because I know Pharaoh said. Let people don't even need my second yeah. uh, opinion. You, you build what you say goes. Your word is good. Is as good as mine. You know, and I looked up, I looked up Potiphar. He was said to be the captain of the palace guard. Okay. So guess whose position trumps that? Joseph's, Joseph's. new one. <laughs> and, and so, um, what I, when I heard this preached actually a few weeks ago, it was all about forgiveness. Cause mm-hmm. here come his brothers with the famine and he gets to, you know, say, 
I mean, this is where that quote actually came from the sermon, I believe. Uh, Weak people uh, are bitter uh, or uh, seek revenge, I think is actually Mm -hmm. the phrase. Weak people seek revenge. Mm -hmm. Strong people forgive. Mm -hmm. And intelligent people ignore offenses. And I think I think I think Joseph did both. I think he clearly forgave his brothers, and there was crying involved and, oh, and all yeah. that. Uh, but then overlooking quite a bit, I think, to be able to move forward. He had quite the process to do it into. We're talking year. I think it was almost two decades worth. Yeah, I think that's right. Of imprisonment, yeah, and back and forth between all of that, and yeah, I cannot fathom. But I, this is like the you know off Broadway play of this, if you will, because um, there's go the, go go. Okay, there's more Broadway musicals. So he um, he forgave. Mm-hmm. Joseph is really uh, a great person in the Bible. You pretty much somebody you want to be just like. I mean, honestly, a lot of people have named their sons Joseph, hoping that they would turn out good. Yeah, I don't think it worked out. Oh, I did mean, it not work out? Some for, of them. For some I of knew them. a lot of Joes growing up, and <laughs> I just. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, Joe is the president of KSPJ. So uh, not that one. I didn't well, know I him. Okay, all right. I didn't know him growing up. Um, so the uh, the the thing that I found interesting though is that there was a lot of I'm just going to say deception mm. on Joseph's behalf. Mm-hmm. When his brothers got there, he didn't tell them. Yeah, he made them walk all the way back. Yeah. To get his the youngest brother Benjamin, mm-hmm. and then come back and then meet him, and then he held one of the brothers there so that they all go get his father and bring him back. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, was that wrong? Well, so how do you take that? You take that as like like vengeance? No, I don't take it as any. I don't take it as. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe so because I don't take it as he wants to truly harm them. But if mm-hmm. you think about it, if you think about this. Let's say I have a brother Mm -hmm. and that all something happens where he becomes governor of, I don't know, Arizona. Right. And then I'm in Arizona and then let's just say we don't have cars. Yeah. And he he I don't recognize him and he makes me walk back to Texas. Right. When I find out later that he's we're all good because he's I'm going to be like, hey, why'd you make me walk back to Texas? though? Yeah. Like it it just seemed a little dishonest. Well, (laughs) yeah. I would say almost nearly 20 years of being in prison because of the deception of your own family yeah. and missing out on being with your dad. I, You know, the, the scripture isn't clear as to why he did it. I mean, it, it kind of guesses as to why, but there was also the testing of their hearts. Were they truly repentant? The only way he was going to be able to find out That's was true. to see if they, if yeah. they would kind of obey. Are you going to come back for this brother? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you learned what love is, loving your brothers and truly valuing them? You know, That's a good point. So yeah. there's also that. And it doesn't mention in Scripture the internal uh, conversations that maybe Joseph had with the Lord. God, is it okay for me to, to, to play it out like this? You know? True. So, but it does implicate in other parts of Scripture when God is upset with somebody for taking matters into their own hands— and allows yeah. them to be disciplined because they took matters into their own hands. And it doesn't ever mention Joseph being disciplined. No, no, it does not. That did not, that was not in a bad light at all. Yeah. It just kind of was, well, this is what happened. So I, I don't know. We can all guess. But it, it, I guess the, the big question is, how would I, should I, now that Jesus has come and shared his spirit with us, how am I supposed to present my life? How am I supposed to live it? And I mean, that's that's really what I gleaned from it, because this is how Joseph did it. I see why he did it. 
I see how, oh, and I love that scripture at the very end, what you meant for evil, mm-hmm. God turned around and used for good. Yeah. So applying those kinds of things to our lives, but Lord, I'm going to put it through the Jesus filter because now that you have that in place, I can't, I don't have to guess anymore. I, I, I know because of your Holy Spirit. There's another thing that wasn't clear to me regarding Joseph that I, you know, all of a sudden he's at Potiphar's house and then I knew what was going to happen. He was going to be in charge of Egypt. And so I kind of honestly thought, why do some people have it so good and some people have it so bad? I compared mm-hmm. Joseph to Job. And I was like, why did Joe, why do people that follow, because they both were following after God. And so why did Joseph have it so good and Job have it so bad? And then I kind of thought, honestly, Joseph didn't have it that great because while he eventually does, (laughs) it took a while. He's in jail for like 13 years and he was sold into slavery earlier. And, and you just kind of think everybody has their struggle in some context. Yeah. And we always say, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, I think bad things happen to everybody. Eventually, we just start to kind of cherry pick a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the most dishonest person ever, and they just won the lottery. And old, you know, honest Joe over here just got a diagnosis. But I think you flip that in five years. What happens when somebody beats cancer and the guy that just, you know, spent all the lottery money on dumb stuff? I, I know why Jesus turned to Peter and said the words, what about John? Mm. I know specifically why he said that, because they're on the beach. It's after Jesus has resurrected from the dead, and he's visiting with his chosen 11 now because Judas is no longer there. And he's telling Peter, you will die for me. And essentially, he's like, this is how your life is going to end. And yeah. Peter gets, I, I can imagine the rush of emotions that he's feeling. Well, would we, well what about John? And he points over to <laughs> The disciple that Jesus loved is how it's characterized in the book of John. And he goes, what about John? You follow me. And so I've taken that lesson into so many parts of my life, not just leaving it at the story of Peter and John between them and what it must have been like, because those seem to have been the closest ones with Jesus, uh, Peter, James and John. So maybe there was a little bit, of I don't know, like trying to muscle in closer to Jesus. Maybe maybe there was some strain there in the relationship. I don't know. But. I have taken that one simple thought. What about that person? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I have this problem, this struggle. They don't have this struggle. I love you just as much as that person, at least from all outside appearances. Or maybe maybe they don't even love you as much as I do because they clearly don't do dot, dot, dot. Right. And God's like, dude, it's not about you. It's not about them. You follow me. I just wish you really would have applied that when I won Culver's for a year, free Culver's for a year that time. And you were so jealous. You I hadn't, were. I hadn't reread that part of scripture in a long Man, time. Man, you need to live. No, I wish I had won free Culver's <laughs> for a year. Are you kidding me? Um, it's just it's just fascinating. The more, even though it's so different, culture is so different, mm-hmm. you see more and more similarities and how we yeah. still do things today. I agree. I agree. It's super easy to judge. Uh, reading through these stories quickly, and then you realize, I don't have the whole picture even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's the context of it. There's trying to put myself in the shoes of what it would be like to live in those times, to be surrounded by the different cultures of the day. And, yeah, it's it's not easy to do that because not a whole lot is known. Um, and most of what is known, uh, you know, still to this day, they consider the Bible to be the most reliable of historical manuscripts. Yeah. So when you read the scripture, I mean, you got it right there in your hands. You're holding history. Yeah. So we're that, that's why it's it's important. My dad always encouraged me before reading the word. Um, 
it's something his father encouraged him to do is Lord, you know, bless the reading of this, of your word at this time, you know, help me to glean from it what I need to glean from it. And you'll see something new every time. Well, and thank you for walking it out with us, uh, yeah. just uh, being a part of this. And um, not that we're experts by any means, just just hashing it out. And, of course, we do the KSBJ Morning Show, 530 to mm-hmm. 10 weekday mornings on 89.3 in Houston. So m- more bite-sized uh, little excerpts of this during the show. Yeah, this is long-winded. I, w- I talked a lot. I feel like I talked a lot, too. Do you feel like you talked a lot? I gotta go take a nap. You wanna hear more Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? Why don't, you know what? <clears throat> to take us out, we have a special presentation of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Enjoy. You're doing fine. You and your dream coat ahead of your time. That was even much for me. I don't know. Uh, see you next time. And if you're binging these, we'll see you on episode three in just a second.